This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Wednesday, the 27th of February, 2019. In this first podcast for over a year, and the first for 2019, we discuss a phrase that's been eagerly anticipated on the lips of every non-Mushroom Blackpool fan for the last 25 years or so. The Seasands podcast is back! Yay! Oh no, I mean, Oyston's out! Seasiders fans, as you can tell, smooth as ever. Not quite mastered the equipment. (laughs) (laughs) We're back, listeners. We are back. Uh, First time in a year, over a year. Um, I've got the band back together. Matt's back. Hello, I am Matt Smith. Everybody, do you remember who he is? Matt Smith. Many means ago, the part of the original crew. Good to see you. Good to have you back, Mac. Good to be back. Never thought it would happen. It's, yeah. like, it's like the Stone Roses. Never thought it would happen, <laughs> but we're back together. We need the money, so <laughs> we're right. back together. And also, um, Nick's here as well. Good evening, John. It's great to it's be back. Been, it's been a while. It Let has. me just turn this loop off. That's why I continued going. Right, we're, we're on a test stream on YouTube. Um, just the select few uh, are privy to that this evening. So if that all goes well, we'll be. Um, We'll be doing that in future episodes. But firstly, um, I just want to share something with the two of you. Uh, get the top off. Uh. Right, uh, there we go. That was tough. <laughs> well, we've got a bit of celebrating. Begin to worry about this. Oh, it's there. Oh, there you go. You. One for you, Nick. Thank you, John. One for you, Matt. Oh, cheers. cheers, everybody. Or drinking to Oyston is out. At long last. Never thought I'd say those words. No. Nick, how do you feel? Uh, Just relieved as much as anything and looking forward to having a normally run football club again. 
Um, you know, looking at the league table, looking at the fixture list, all of the things that we've not really bothered doing for the past few years. And uh, the amount of people who come up to me at work as well who've, you know, were Laps fans and not been for ages. And when can we get tickets? When can we go back? So hopefully it should be a sell. Well, it should be a sellout. I don't know if it will be, but it should be. There'll be someone, uh, someone that's not going to that game. Me. Yeah. It's unbelievably, I'm on holiday. I this can't is, believe it. This is the problem, though. We've, we made plans, as you do, thinking that we'd never go back. Well, certainly not this season, anyway, in my instance. So I think I've, I think there's six home games left. I think I'm away for 50% of them. So yeah. it's just prior commitments and all the rest of it. But hey. Anyway, um, yeah, so I put as a, the first topic of conversation a bit of a light hearted intro. Um, so what we've been up to on Saturdays for the past few seasons. Um, Anything, well, anything momentous moments in our lives since we last sort of went properly? Um, I think I've I've been made redundant. I've had two or three separate jobs since then. Nate, you just grinding it out at Guardian or wherever it is you used to call yeah. these days, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've had a couple of new jobs, haven't you? Matt? Yeah, yeah. I've had Former a, BST a treasurer as well. That's actually. right, yeah, yeah. It seems an awful long time it does, ago. doesn't it? I'm, I was, you know, obviously glad to play my little part and... Uh, it's just you know, but we'll talk about BST in a bit, I'm sure. But yeah, I mean, it's been a it's been a, a weird sort of. Well, it seems like forever. Um, you know, obviously we had the, the World Cup in summer, which sort of Took got us all off. back into football again. Yeah, really. it did actually. Yeah, mm. and yeah. I thought that was great, and um, it was a bit of an education for me personally because VAR was. I finally got it. You know, I thought it was Valeria against rapists when I first saw it, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to see it's something a little it's less good analogy, good yeah. analogy. A little less serious, but yeah. So it's um, yeah, that sort of whetted the appetite. But you just fill your weekends with God, anything else, quite frankly. And even like I was getting bored of Jeff Stelling at one point, which do you know this? Good, but, this whole situation's kind of put me off football, full stop. Um, the whole Oyston Blackpool thing. Yeah, I, I find yeah, myself just yeah. not bothered about it anymore. No, it used to be like you know, match of the day. Every Sky yeah. game, and you kind of start to think, oh, I can take it or leave it. Mm, um, definitely. I, I used to record Match of the Day and always watch the highlights. And I've stopped doing that, and um, I've even just stopped watching it, even when it's on, because it's like, yeah. what's the point? Yeah, you do. And, uh, you know, there's a part of me thinking that it's, I just hate everything football because no help off the FA, no help off the EFL, and all this sort of mm. stuff that's been going on. Um, but, you know, like, it just feels like liberation has happened um so i feel so much more energized and so much more looking forward to this little snippet of a season left regardless of what happens and then just almost can't wait for next season to start it's like a big part of your life back isn't it almost like you've been reborn in a way and all the kind of like i say all the interest comes flooding back doesn't it it's kind of it's been paused hasn't it and then uh when when the news came through that it was the uh Receiver being appointed, you think, right, that's absolutely momentous yeah. and we can hopefully go back. That's it. I mean, it's been a long, drawn-out legal battle. Um, and, you you know, it was, it was mentioned at the meeting on Saturday, you know, you get more sort of used to talking legal speak and understanding things that go on in a courtroom than you do on 100 yards of grass. So well, it's bizarre, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it's like the biggest thread on View from the Towers, the... Uh, the courtroom threads mm. rather than any of the, the match day threads because, yeah. you yeah. know, that's what everyone's interested in. And I wondered, because there's been a lot of, you know, we've been back at court a few times and each time people are thinking, 
this could be it, this could be it. And then each time it isn't, you kind of think, oh, here we go, another well, six months. Do you remember how long it was since we were in the thatched celebrating over a... We had a couple of drinks, didn't we? We Eight, took the recorder ago. when the when the news the the judgment came through, yeah. the High Court judgment. We were celebrating, thinking, "Yes, yeah, so we'll be back in a few weeks." And a year and a half later, yeah. I suppose it just proves what a long drawn out affair these these things can be. You know, whether it be this scenario or anything else, it just does take time. But how we've managed to keep going and keep our sanity and <coughs> um, you know keep a remote interest in football, despite what we've just said. But like I say, it's now it's like the shackles are off and we're, you know, we're, we're ready to. God, I'll, I'll put a pair of boots on if they ask me to this weekend. You yeah, know, it's fantastic. So can't wait. Can't I mean, um, should we just kick off by saying uh, almighty thanks and praise to His Royal Highness, uh, His Royal Judgeness, Mark yes. Marcus Smith. Peace, peace be upon him. Yes. I love the like, the message boards the way. Uh, he always put PBUH after his yeah. name, like he's some sort of deity. God. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's played a blinder. You know, I know he, he can only... Uh, Let's do this in football terms, how he's playing. <laughs> rule on, on <laughs> points of law, but, you know, he's a, he's a football fan and you wonder whether in the back of his mind it was, you know, he's thinking... Is he an Arsenal fan? Yeah. Um, he's a box-to-box judge, isn't he? You know, he always gives a, 100%. He played a blinder with <laughs> the amount that was awarded... And then finally, you know, the re- the receiver being appointed, and I think you could tell from li- looking at the uh, the thread that he still had that concern of with putting the receiver in. Mm. I d- I don't want to damage the football club, and th- it was kind of probably yeah. in two minds at, at, as to what to do. I mean, um, ultimately, him being a I think him being a football fan has helped in yeah. inverted commas because <clears throat> he just gets it a little bit more than probably dare I say the next person who might be in his position. Yeah. So ultimately it's helped us massively in that regard. Obviously the decision, every decision has gone, you know, the football club Bellicon's way, if you will, and the fans' ways. Um, you know, so like you say, all, all, all hail, you know, anybody that's got M. Smith in the name is obviously a genius. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great guy, great guy. I think while we're on the um, thanks tip, it's also, uh, I'm sure they're listening, but all the Clifford chants, Legends, barristers. Um, I know Per Donkey did some great caricatures. I'm, one, the one that stuck in my mind was the one um, when he did it as a wrestling match with um, all the Clifford Chance lawyers, like with it, they're knowing yeah. in a headlock yeah. and all yeah. sort of. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that sort of stuff that, that's sort of kept you going. You know, Rob Purdy and, and those guys, and and obviously everyone involved with you know keeping us up to date, us, us laymans in terms yeah. of the legal stuff, and and helping us understand it in as you know as easy speak as possible and you know everybody it's sort of I mean we all know what a good set of supporters we are majority wise should I say and you know this this last few years has just proven that and you know everyone has played the small part like I say at the, yeah. at the beginning really I mean so great. let's just tip our hats to everyone in the committee at BST really um, and I was well we know Matt don't there's a hell of a lot of work goes on behind the scenes just the unsung heroes like Kev went through a hell of a amount of work, didn't he? Francis doing all the membership. Yeah, everybody. everybody yeah. You know, um, everyone yeah, else in the committee, dozen, Andy. Yeah. A list of dozen names and more. Um, Christine. But yeah, absolutely. Everybody's played the part. And, you know, what, what people don't see um, is just just how much time it consumes. Uh, we know, guys. don't we? Yeah, we, yeah. You more so than me. I mean, you I know, did a bit. But. Um, and it, it's, you know, for me personally, it was... Um, it was it was hard work. It was hard work in inverted commas hard work, but you you always had that sort of chink of light about what it was, what the end game was, and you know I, I couldn't be happier for um, for those that have 
you know, got us where we are now, really. Been fantastic. Yeah, so thanks thanks to everyone involved in BST. You know, I think every single Blackpool fan who's followed the Not Up Anymore campaign, mm. um, it's, it has ultimately worked in the end. I think Tim said at the, the last meeting, I wasn't there, but I've, I've watched the stream, and he said it did have a big bearing on what the judge said. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it all... It all had an effect. Um, right, just slipping back to the notes now. Um, yeah, was it last? Was it last week? Um, His Highness Judge Marcus Smith ordered a receiver take charge of the football club and its latest assets. I uh, put and flogged them off in order to pay the twenty million pound plus owed to Valerie Bellicon. So um, this was last week, wasn't it? It was just was it announced last week? Was it a week before? Yeah, I think it was a couple of weeks ago now. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so it took a while for the court appointed receiver to be uh, brought in um this chap called Paul Cooper uh and he's come in on was it Monday this week I think he was in was probably it, Wednesday yeah it's last, last week, week wasn't it yeah. yeah so it's just this week that the um he's gone on and done the um the big deed of uh, changing the board yeah which was always going to happen wasn't it you know I I don't think for a minute he was going to let any of the, the existing board hang around but again it's great to see and it feels like it's another step towards getting the club back. Um, and he seems to have been quite honest and open from what we can see so far. It's not a closed shop. You know, he's done a few interviews, told us, much, us as much as he can as to what's going to happen and what the process is and looking at the calibre of people he's brought in. Um, it looks like we're in mm. safe hands for the time being. And obviously, friend of the podcast, Sir Tom Folding, <laughs> <laughs> on the board as well. Um you know, congratulations to Tim. I yeah, think. I mean, yeah. just joking aside, I don't, I don't think anyone deserves this more than Tim, um, yeah. and I can't think of anything more, one more worthy and um, to represent our views than than Tim. Yeah, I mean, he's just been there all the time, hasn't he? Trying to demystify things for people. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, you, you from his personal point of view, he's been through a hell of a lot, obviously, yeah. and you know, for him to to carry on as well is just you know sort of testament to his fine upstanding sort of moral stature really but Tim if you get anything wrong you'll be getting a load of this <laughs> I can see if you hear a slight Scottish tinge in that I ripped it off YouTube that's the Rangers fans singing sack the board <laughs> It'll be interesting actually if we uh like if we're getting dicked by South End, like three nil down. <laughs> like day, out. Yeah. Storm out. the West <laughs> director's box. He'll be too busy quaffing his shampoos, no doubt. Yeah, he will. Yeah, don't forget your mates, Tim. <laughs> Choking on his prawn sandwich. <laughs> we should get some badges done. Uh, you know, what's the, what's the badge guy? Dave uh, Dave, Dave Hall, yeah, get some uh, there's only one Tom folding and he's, he's facing the middle. <laughs> Obviously with like five different uh, clubs on the scarf. Oh, that's right, yeah. I think that's what got him on the board, his, uh, his uh, scarf and badge collection. <laughs> got this one, this one. No, yeah, joking aside, I think, I think I speak for everyone when we say, uh, can you get us free tickets? <laughs> <laughs> And if you don't, you're never coming on here ever again. <laughs> no, you might not. 
I think he's obviously a bit sworn to silence at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sure he has got yeah. a lot on his plate at the yeah. moment. Yeah. A, that's the other thing to remember where we, I think we need to show a bit of patience. Obviously, we're all desperate to go back and when can we buy tickets? And it's been a shell of a football club for a long time. I'm, you know, they probably haven't got full staff yet. No. Um, and there's this massive demand for tickets. There's a lot to be sorted out because it's just been left to rot. So mm. I think we need to bear that in mind. Um, and just you know, give them time to sort these things out. And I think what you said about um, the receiver being in um, Mr. Cooper and obviously the board and all the rest of it, and talking that the last few days it's been there's been more transparency out of that football club than there <coughs> has been in thirty years. Yeah. And if that itself is just the way forward, then you know you're on to a winner off the pitch anyway. Well, at you least, look at the club, you know. the club statement. Well, it, it, that nicely segues yeah. onto um, our next talking point. We'll go on there. Yeah, yeah. I saw the, the thread pop up saying club statement and I just <laughs> yeah. thought, oh, you know, just roll here we go. What's he managed to put out? What North Korean propaganda <laughs> is... Hacked the website. The nasty Mr. Bellacon and the judge and in 1987 I saved the club. And I thought I'm going to end up booting my laptop here. Um... But it wasn't. It was from the new board, and my God, what a difference! No. It just again it brings a tear to your eye. Yeah, it's positive news it's, all the time. Yeah, yeah. We're just not used it's to kind it. Kind of short circuited your brain when yeah. you saw it, didn't you? From yeah. the official Blackpool yeah. FC Twitter feed. Yeah, you think yeah. what's mm, what's going on? So I, I clicked through to it. I think it came through just before we came on air. Really, didn't about tea mm, yeah. time. Um, and it said uh, Blackpool Football Club is delighted to officially welcome Ben Hatton, who is the executive managing director. Ian Curry, non-exec director. And our very own Mr. Tom Folding, non-executive director, carrying out an observer, uh, carrying out an observational role to its new board, the trio, along with Michael Bolinbroke. Hope he doesn't make us go broke. Who will act as a consultant to the board uh, and have a point, uh, and have been co- appointed. I'll get this right. I've done this for a while by um, receiver Paul Cooper in a major change to the structure and day-to-day operations at Bloomfield Road. These appointments are an exciting development and emphasise why everybody must now come together for the benefit of the club, the town and the community. With an effect, all club stadium bans under previous management have been revoked, allowing supporters, bar those subject to FA banning orders, to return to Bloomfield Road and support the team. A further announcement will be released for tickets, blah, 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 blah. I mean, what a difference and it ends with up the mighty pull. What a difference. Oh, yeah, exactly. And it's great for, like say, for those fans who've been banned that there's no messing about. It's it's a clean slate. You're back in and, uh, you know, we can move forward. Yeah, just completely different to what you normally get from the, the football club. Yeah, and that's it. It's it's like you say, it's the, the, the clean slate, move on, positive. <laughs> uh, you can sense that it's coming from inside the, the club as well, let alone the fans outside. It's just... Sounds almost too good to be true this last few days, doesn't it? Mm. You know, um, the fact that they've got, like Nick said, we've got um, experienced people running the show for the time mm. being. They've got past experience and potentially future experience in football club ownership, and their track records are, are good. Um, and you know, <coughs> God willing, we'll we'll get somebody, so, somebody to take us forward. And it's never going to be the case for us with better the devil, you know, is it? Crying out. So, right. are these guys? Are they kind of employed then by the receiver? Is he? Are they just classed as employees who are like experienced at running football clubs? I'd assume so because I think they've done. They've all done similar things at other clubs, haven't they? Yeah. In, in those sorts of positions, yeah. some very big clubs as well. Ben, ben, sorry, Matt, go on. I was going to say, I think on, on Saturday, um, Tim touched on it that, that there's a basically a, 
uh, for want of a better expression, uh, a pot of money that's, that's, that's to sort of help uh, in terms of getting the right people in um, to to run the football club during this, however long this period is of... Um, Where's this pot come from? Well, I think this is, is part of this, you know, uh, the legal sort of um, what's owed, essentially, um, because um, Oyster knows Bellacon X amount of money plus all the costs to get... I read somewhere that Bellacon was... Well, he's funding the day. He said he's funding, funding the day today. So well. anyway, obviously Tim's not here, but either way, um, you know, he's, he's funded directly or indirectly because of the, you know, the legal sort of success that's happened. And they're obviously high caliber people. They're not just with respect, you know, somebody who's done a, a few years at Sunday League level or anything not, like that. Not some backstreet solicitor from uh, from South Shore. Well, <laughs> he works on, on the road. main road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only joking, Tim. Um, these these are the guys, Ben Hatton. Ben has extensive football executive experience, having worked at Man United for 10 years, blimey, um, as director of commercial enterprises, where turnover increased from 67 million to 301 in his time. Now, he's no mug, is he? Well, no, you know. I say, and, you know, we're in good hands for the time being. Um, the other guy, Ian Curry, he's a local chap, isn't he? Um, Ian is a director of Senka Park at the Partners. An independent investment management and corporate advisory business. His executive business and football experience, having been a non-exec director at Bolton for six years, and that's not exactly a, <laughs> a shining light, is it, about to win a club? Um, Ian has a long affiliation with Blackpool, as well as being born in Fleetwood. You know, he's a cothead. I've <laughs> been a season ticket holder. He's going off him, aren't you? <laughs> Stinks of fish. His father-in-law, Gavin Steele, was a non-executive director at the club a number of years ago. I remember that name, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And finally, Mr. Tim Fielding. Tim is an executive director at BBE Law. Executive, don't, don't forget that. As well as being a lifelong fan who serves as, as the chairman of Blackpool Sports Trust. He will represent all fans in an observational role to ensure full transparency of the board's decision making. He's going to be like a kind of referee, isn't he? Well, I think it's just that link, isn't it, between mm. the board and the fans and... Again, it should help with communication, getting messages out there, and keeping people up. Keep sorry, keeping people up to date with what's going on because obviously there's going to be a period now where they've got to start looking through the finances, which you know is a bit of a tangled web. And then they're going to have to start speaking to all the interested parties, which I think there's around twenty. So they're probably in the process of you know sorting through that, and there'll be some who they probably rule out straight away, mm. and then sit down and, and talk with your serious bidders and, uh, you know, work out who it's going to be who uh, eventually buys the football club. Yeah, I think one thing that um, is obviously why Tim's there, I guess, as well as being the observation, I'm sure he's got a heavy part to play in, in the communication side of thing, which, you know, to us fans is, is key because we've been in the dark for so long. Um, I mean, what a difference it's going to make. Oh, totally. Yeah, I mean, like you say, you just mentioned a couple of tweets and a, and a, and a statement off the website, and you would anticipate that, you know, 24, 48 hours' time, there'll be announcements about tickets, mini-season tickets, maybe even next year's season tickets, and so on and so forth. Um, so, you know, but it's all it's all this stuff that, that we need transparency on and good communication on, and um, it's not like it's stuff that we don't know, but, you know... <clears throat> Uh, it's not been happening before, has it? So things are things are on a nice upward curve, aren't they? I mean, really? the 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 administrator is it the administrator? Is he the guy that's put the, he's he is the guy that's put these 
people in place, isn't the he? Receiver, yeah. The receiver, sorry, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's great for him to have, have the knowledge of football and to add someone like Tim and these people to the club. Sorry, to the uh, to the board. Um, he could have just got business people, I suppose, couldn't he? And they didn't need to involve the fans, so mm-hmm. he's obviously right. a decent guy. Yeah, I know. I know he's met with 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 Tim and BST and all the rest of it, and uh, you know, from what I gather, it was obviously a case of you know try and keep us involved as much as possible, and we'll be your link between you know uh, yourself and the and the and the fans, and they obviously see that themselves as a positive move, and uh, yeah, all, all power to the um, to their elbows in terms of doing that, really. Mm. Final guy, Michael Bolingbroke. Michael is the former chief executive into Milan. Blimey. And Chief Operating Officer at Man United for seven years from 2000. Chief Operating Officer at Man United for seven years. He's one of the most highly regarded execs in the football industry and has a proven track record of transformational development at all clubs he has worked for. He's going to have his bloody work cut out. They're earning every penny, won't they? But I think you've now got uh, a willing fan base. We want to come back. People are going to want to spend money in the club shop again. You know, that's probably... The shelves are bare there, I would imagine. You know, that there is a lot to sort out in, mm. in a relatively yeah. short space of time. You're, like, you're going to laugh at this. When I looked through the window with the Seasiders bar the other day, do you know what I saw like, in that kind of back room um, where the little kids bit used to be? I saw a discarded, um, how do you describe, you know when you've broken your leg and you have like sort of a fake plastic leg to, it's like, it's not a cast, but it's like a oh, no, an mean, aid the, that like keeps the, you walking. The, like the, a boot, the big boot thing. Yeah, like a huge boot. Yeah. I just saw one of them just thrown on the middle of the floor. I was like, "That was if that's not indicative of how the club was run, <laughs> I don't know what is. Yeah. I'm surprised it just wasn't a big sticking plaster, because that's <clears> what it's been yeah. covered with over the last few years, <laughs> isn't it? But yeah, um, finally, um, Ben Hutton, I'm going to be going to the board, right? We have done that, haven't we? So who's this guy? Um, he's done the transformation work. Right, um, so that's that's it with the... The board, new board coming in. Um, obviously, Natalie and Owen are gone. Um, I mean, what a great, great, great moment that was to read that Owen Oyston has been removed from the board of Blackpool Football Club. Yeah, and, you know, well, I'll say that's the last we see of him, barring... Him winning the Euro Millions. Well, this is it. You know, there <laughs> you is a, a very, very, very tiny note of caution in that, yeah. in theory... Somehow he can come up with this money, but like you say, I think short of actually winning the Euro Millions, I'm not sure he could because you look at it reasonably and think, well, he's not done it in the last 15 months. He borrowed, was it against was the, it the travel, travel lodge, lodge yeah. for, for the first tranche of payment? So you're thinking, why do that if the money's there? And if the money is there, the money's there if we need he, it. He should have come up with it by <laughs> now. Um, so you'd like to think that's the end of it. it. It makes no sense if all of a sudden he was to yeah. pull the rabbit out of the hat, yeah. does it? Because it, it cost him, <clears> was it five grand a week, oh, month? Yeah, or and, and imagine trying to... It's an eye-watering an stuff, yeah. isn't it? And yeah. even yeah, trying yeah. to loan it now. You've, he's not got the same assets to, to um, no. borrow against. And age isn't in his favour no. either. So I, I don't think you'd find anyone on the planet who'd be, uh, be willing to do Plus that. Plus also... Um, He'd fail the EFL. I mean, for what yeah. it's worth, a fit and proper person's test. Obviously, the EFL uh, will come on to them yeah. shortly. Um, he would. He'd pass the. Te- he'd fail the test, and he couldn't be involved in the football club. So that's another sort of blocker to him. It doesn't bear thinking about worth. But what, what did um, Lenny John Rose call it on Mano Langshire? He said it'd be a romantic, a romantic vis- ending, a romantic something. ending if uh, he pulled that money out of the bag. 
Yeah. Wow. Well, less, less said, said about, about that, yeah, the exactly. better, I think. So moving on to the FL, um, I think we can't not talk about the 12 point deduction that's looming over our heads for uh, an insolvency event. Um, Sean Harvey came out, didn't he, and said <coughs> it's not necessarily the case. No, I mean, they've not done us any favours up to now, so I'm not. They've, they've actually gone out of the way to make everything as difficult as possible. It would seem that way, yeah. They, it just feels a bit toothless, and nobody wants to take ownership. And oh, that's not our remit. Similar to the, uh, like Matt said before, to the FA. And you know, normally these deductions come about because a football club it's been reckless spending, you know, credit, overspending, yeah. credit card football, and then you you pay the price when you've. You've got these people on eighty grand a week for four year contracts, and you get relegated after mm. a season. It's like of Pompey and Leeds, isn't it? When they went stupid, yeah. It's like yeah. When Bradford had Benito Carboni on forty and grand a week in the mid. And Di Canio, they had Di Canio, didn't they? <laughs> Did they have, uh, Bradford, Chef uh, Wednesday, did. Oh, Chef yeah, Wednesday, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. but um, all these Yorkshire clubs, they all merge into one. But you know, it's been it's been the opposite for us. The money <laughs> has been taken out. It's not yeah. been spent and beyond on football. So. It would be a bit of a kick in the teeth. If anything, we should get a, we should give us twelve points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, put us back in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, so, but to be honest, I mean, I, I'm just glad they're gone. And if we ended up, I think it's has it has something has to happen by the twenty something of March. I think it is. Yeah, um, or else it will carry into 20, next yeah. season. Twentieth of March. Yeah. Um, at a meeting with various sports groups of the club on twentieth of March, I stated that our objective was to create some stability around the club. Blah blah blah. I think um, from, yeah, my, from my perspective, the um, the sort of sound bites I'm getting from the AFL and even Sean Hart, I know he's he's, he's going to leave in the next few weeks or whatever, but it's the first time I sort of felt quite positive about what they've said in that they haven't said, we're going to throw the book at you sort yeah. of thing. They've been quite <clears throat> you know coy with that statement and at their discretion and all that sort of stuff. And I know they're only, they can be perceived to be just sort of towing the, their party line and, and what they're saying and not committing to anything. But I'm sort of reading that as a, a bit of a positive, really. Mm. So I think the circumstances, if they did put 12 points or something against us, it would be absolute uproar. Absolute it, uproar. Is there not a vote? Is It It goes, it goes yeah, to the board. It goes to all the football yeah. league clubs. Which is when you wonder whether people could be, you know... Um, so you're the, you're the chairman of Oxford. You see one place between yourself and relegation. You've got the option to drag another club down into the mire. Yeah. What would you vote? If, well, you, if you had any sort well, of conscience... It depends on how many, uh, and there's probably not so many, uh, Football League chairmen have got moral compasses in this regard. Part of Mandy Holt, maybe, the Accrington chairman. Well, yeah, you and yeah, you'd like to think, if they were being objective about it, and, and just looking at it on face value, that should we be deducted 12 points because of what the Oysens have done, you'd say never, but if they're looking at the league table... <laughs> With however many games to go, and they're looking at their balance sheet, it might be it might be a bit a different decision. So, but so is it actually the club chairman that decide, or is it a combination of that and the board I, of the I, EFL? I, I think the club chairman have a vote, but ultimately, I think the discretion is still with the EFL board themselves. I think they can still, you know, make an executive decision, so to speak, on it. But you know, like I said, I'm, I'm touching a little bit of wood here, but I, I feel quite confident about that. Uh, MDF, MDF, actually. MDF, yeah, <laughs> with a four mica. Um, so, um, yeah, I still feel quite confident about it. So, I think given what else is sort of happening, and I know you, I don't know if you can get the lead tables up, but I, I know it drags us down, but it, it doesn't like put us. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Does it, obviously. And I think this, from what I've heard about the club, because obviously I've not seen them, they're good enough to, to get whatever points are needed to stay up anyway. So um, I'm confident either way, but obviously it'd be a lot nicer if they just said, you know, let's not put 12 points uh, taken away from you. So right. currently I'm 48 points. Um, Bristol Rovers, the last team in the relegation zone, they're on 34. So even if it did happen, we're still two points clear. Um yeah, you'd like to think we've got enough to get out of it, even if they put us down there. So, if it was to happen, when would you rather take this deduction this season? Or I'd rather have it now. Yeah, I think so because I, I think, think we've got well, to- if we'd have beaten Oxford on Saturday, um, you know, we were you're not too far away from the playoffs. But I think I'd probably take it now. We'll have enough to stay up, and it's a fresh start for mm. next season. Yeah, I think we've got maybe four it's games before <clears> that twentieth. You know, there's only thirteen before. games left in this season. Can you believe that? Mm. That's another thing. Seasons have just been going like that, haven't they? In the blink of an eye. Yeah. Um, How many games have you actually been to over the last four and a half years? Obviously away, not home. I went to, where have I been? Carlisle left at half-time. Berry first time. Accrington away. Left after half an hour. Yeah, I think everyone did. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure I've done I've been to Fleetwood away. We went to Accrington, didn't we? We stayed when we got beat yeah. 2-1. So you can count on one hand though, can't you? Oh, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've done three, maybe four. But, yeah. They were so depressing, Morecambe. No, I'll tell you what, I've been to two and two halves. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I've been to, yeah. It's mad, isn't it? That's like your pre-match drinks, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, yeah. yeah. But just going back to the EFL, what what the final closing statement he said was, it's not mandatory that the 12-point sanction must be applied, but the circumstances of the appointment of the receiver needs to be fully considered and the appropriate decision taken in accordance with the regulations. So to me, there uh, I don't know. It's it's neither here nor there, that isn't it? You can read in the balance, maybe. You can read something into it either way. Yeah. Um, just leading on from that, Sean Harvey's obviously. To, it was announced he's going to leave the EFL at the end of the season. Um, hopefully, that's the beginning of a reform, a badly needed reform at that. As yeah, well. maybe maybe he's, there's been a little you know pushing his back. Perhaps who knows? Maybe because of all the circumstances surrounding our own uh, club. Who knows? Maybe that protest outside the the offices has embarrassed them and sort of forced them into yeah. action. I mean, they obviously need a an overhaul as much as Blackpool Football Club's need an o- needed an overhaul, hasn't it? So mm. maybe with the catalyst for that as well, perhaps. Yeah. Um, speaking of overhauls, uh, the team does it need overhauling? Uh, obviously, <laughs> we're not really. Well, we'll probably know more after a couple of home yeah. games. I think it's hard to comment because. If I'm honest, they could walk in this room now, and I wouldn't really know who any of them were. I passed um, several. Nathan Alfon, Devonso. Well, Nick, apart, yeah, yeah. yeah he just, he just clap around the room, wouldn't he? Um, <laughs> but I mean, I think they've done, and I think Gary Bowyer and subsequently Terry McPhillips, they've 
they've done a fantastic job, and I think you know, the, the team pitch. have performed yeah. really well. Considering it must be a bit soul destroying playing in front of you know I know the crowd's given us whatever, but fifteen hundred people. The, some of the actual crowds must have been about nine hundred <clears> in yeah, sort so of midwinter game. It'll be interesting to see how they do actually with uh, with a decent crowd on at home because for some of it, it'll be the First yeah, it time it's, uh, yeah. it's happened, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see how they react. And <clears> you know, you'd like to think that it'll be, you know, they they feed off the, the you know the positivity yeah. that's obviously going to be there, and and that'll help get the points. That even if we get twelve points taken off, is that'll yeah. you know that'll help them. I think from what I've the bits I've seen and and read, um, we seem well organised. I think defensively, we we had the best clean sheet best record in, the, yeah, the division, in all four, four divisions, divisions yeah. certainly yeah. up until the Oxford game. Um, so we're, we're obviously well organised, hard to beat, solid defensively, but then probably not particularly spectacular up front. Um, you know, we don't we don't go out and win many five nil, but um, you know, so maybe we need a goal scorer. But I, this division, it's I don't think you need that much. No, and the th- the funny thing is, if you were uh, you know, imagine this is a I suppose it's the start of a season to many ex- uh, yeah. many extent, but if you if you basically want to start a, a, a team again, you start at the back anyway. Mm. You know, you yeah. get a good, decent back four and a keeper and a solid midfield, and then you get. So maybe, you know, if things go well for us and we stay up and we don't have any sort of other upheavals over the summer, um, and if there's any sort of investment, you know, obviously at League One level, it doesn't have to be a lot, quite frankly. But if there's a decent amount of investment, you never know. You know, a couple of decent strikers or forward-thinking players and. You know, we we could be supporting a half decent side again. You know, I mean, we've got perhaps Gary Bowie's thank for that. You know, the oh, the sure. solid spine and the defence, mm. and he's quite a defence manager, manager, isn't mm. he? And uh, he's done a he did a great job, and obviously Terry McPhillips. I suppose that they know obviously going. through their experience, they know what, sh- what shoestring budget they've been given, and they know what's needed to not lose games, and that's probably where we're at at the moment. And yeah. obviously, we've won quite a few, so therefore, obviously, we're eight nine in the league or whatever. But um, yeah. That's the Paul in school of football, well, yeah. wasn't it? You know that, that man that can take Man United to European glory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it, it, it will be interesting to see. I mean, I'm going to Atkinson on Tuesday, and then obviously it's the Southend game on on the Saturday. Um, and you know those two games, will, I'll be paying a lot more attention than obviously I have done in the in the two point five games that I watched previously over the last couple of years, and I'll be able to actually concentrate on what's going on on the field a little bit more and and care I suppose care, you, yeah, you yeah. do yeah. you do lose that connection I mean Definitely. you know remember we when we went to Accrington and one nil up with 10 minutes to go and they equalize and then get a 93rd minute dodgy goal and we just shrugged normally, our shoulders yeah, didn't we you, you kind it, of you, it, you, it, you're numb to it you you don't celebrate when we win and you you don't get too down. I mean, we when scored. We, we scored towards the end of that game anyway to go one up, didn't we? Was it quite late? I know we were one up because we, when we scored to go one up, me and you looked at each other. We just, we just went whatever. Yeah, yeah. didn't Should really celebrate. No, we didn't, weird, didn't, didn't celebrate. Weren't gutted when they equalised. No. So obviously, all of that, you know, we uh, we score at Accrington on Tuesday night. Everyone will be going mental because yeah. yeah, yeah, you feel like you've got hope again. Uh, yeah. And I'm missing that one. As well. <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> One week holiday I'm having of the year, missing it all. Part time, unbelievable. All right, um, so we've talked kind of about the team. Um, what can I? Yeah, just, just going back to obviously no, the receivers. No, where's the mute button? Um, <laughs> what? Because obviously we don't know who we're going to get next, and there's a lot of interested parties, isn't there? Obviously, Bellacom being one of them, which probably would be our preference because 
we've been there before and we know what the guy's about. You know, we've prepared to put money in. But it will be interesting to see because ultimately, like the receiver said, it's... Whoever's got the deepest pocket. It's the highest bidder, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think for a minute we're going to go from, you know, have anything like we had with the Oysters. But there are other clubs who've had owner after owner and it's it's you know it's not gone well the likes of Cece at Coventry yeah. are kind of the worst possible example just, I can you just think hope of. that you know we get you know the days of the Jack Walkers of this world are, are long gone it's whoever whoever buys the club we understand it's a business but you hope there's that balance of they understand that it's not just there to be made money out of and you know I have no problem if they put some in and you, you, you buy a player and you sell them in a few years and they take a bit of that and put a bit back in which I think is the way to do it and you just hope we get people who you know understand that and it isn't just I think whoever uh, you does know. come in you know they'll be they'll be obviously more than acutely aware of what's been going on at the mm. football club and they surely will see what potential there is yeah. at the football club and want to run it properly and have like you say all the sort of best interests at heart and all the rest of it and maybe I'm being a bit romantic here but that's at least obviously what we want you mentioned Bellicon and he still has this um, I'm a minority shareholder um, pop up side to his business so there's going to be somebody coming in with you know 51% presumably or whatever so it will be interesting to see what happens Um, and you know you just have to (laughs) No, no one could be as well. I don't, in a way, but no, no yeah, one will be as bad as them. Well, surely, of course they wouldn't. Of course they wouldn't. I mean, even if someone was in, com- if someone, the, the heart was in the right place, and we got relegated, but if they were running the club the right way, I wouldn't be. You know, obviously, I'd be gutted if we got went down. But the uh, the king of Saudi Arabia was trying to buy Man United the other week. Wasn't he? We can get a bargain just twenty <laughs> miles down the road. <laughs> yeah. Chops the chops the manager's head off if we get relegated. <laughs> Steal a pie, you lose an hand. Well, better not go to the Saudi consulate. Yeah, moving on. That's your holiday to Riyadh, cancelled. Yeah, but yeah, it'll just you know it'll be interesting to see who it is. But hopefully, it's uh, you know. I mean, that Paul Stewart consortium. Uh, that's he's, what I mean. He's pulled you, out. Of yeah, that. I, you I, read didn't some like, of that. I didn't. I didn't like the look of that. No, and that's what I'm thinking. You know, there's people out there who might just purely be looking at it as a a quick flip if you like and make a couple of million quid mm. out of it mm. and that's what we don't want I think the receiver is you know he's, he's, a, he's a smart guy and I know he says about the highest bidder and all the rest of it but I, I, st- I still think somewhere I've read somewhere in the sort of the small print if you will that there is um, you know a little bit of discretion there as well it's not just a case of highest bidder wins no it's not the only factor no it's not the only factor and obviously they've got to look at the football club as the community asset that it is mm. as everything else that it hasn't been over the past five, ten years, whatever. Um, and you, you just hope that... All you can do is hope, really, isn't it? That it's the right you people. You just look, yeah. look at the Pilly model, what he's done at Fleetwood. If we had a facility like they had, it'd be a big money-making opportunity for any oh, good so businessman out there. So, I mean, so many missed opportunities. My it's dad always used impressive. to say, he said, Blackpool is a unique opportunity for an owner because of the vast number of away fans mm-hmm. that reasonably big-sized clubs, but even the smaller clubs bring decent followings. Yeah, because I mean we've all seen the Blackpool away is the first game a lot of teams absolutely, fans look yeah. for. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then um, yeah. to capitalise on that, you know, you can be looking at six, seven thousand away fans. But someone comes and look at Sunderland, was it eight and a half thousand they brought? Yeah, I mean, obviously you'd like to think that would be not able to fill seven and a half in the away <laughs> yeah. ground. In you can't fill it with home fans. Yeah, but I know what you're saying. You what you want? You can get fifteen hundred, two thousand, quite yeah. comfortably. I'm sure down whether it be half the north or down the east or whatever. Yeah. But like I say, it's it's the other. Hopefully, six to ten thousand Blackpool fans now that are going to fill the ground as well, and, and 
you know, getting the right owner and he'll keep that going for forever, basically. Right, so just going to let's go on to the actual Southampton game itself. Um, there's a lot of talk about what should happen before the game, be it a march, um, some sort of symbolic gesture beforehand. Um, what what would be your preference be, Nick, for that? Go Scrunching his face out there. I know go, what he's going to say. Go to the pub. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, you know, we've we've had our fair share of marches. And I think at the time we did them, it was the right thing to do. Um, I think people should just do whatever they want to do. Ultimately, do you remember the coffin? Just, just yeah. to touch, do you remember the coffin march? Yeah. But it pissed it, it down. It always rained yeah. on the marches. <laughs> but I think let's just go and enjoy the game. Obviously, we're, just, we're still waiting for the... Um, receiver to confirm that they've got control of the accounts and people can buy mm. tickets, etc., which hopefully should happen in the next day or two. Um, if people want to have a march, fine. If they want to go and have a drink, fine. If they want to get in the ground an hour early and just be glad to be there, that's fine. I think it's just do what you want to do, what I, your individual I think preference should, is. I think there should be some sort of speech outside um, the West End, you know, like with BST and perhaps Christine addressing the crowd, you know, like at the end of protest. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not so sure. I know where, you, where you're coming I, from. I don't know. It'd be, I think it'd be good. I think it'd be a good gesture. The fact we've been stood shouting at that West Stand on these protests so many times, you know, and it just petered think, out at the end. It'd be great if we could sort of go, right, and everybody in. For, for the first time in obviously a long time, four and a half years or whatever, you can actually do that inside the ground. You know, so you can have a captive audience if you wanted to do something on the pitch 15 minutes before kick-off or whatever. Yeah, or half-time or... Yeah, anything <clears> like that. But I am i don't know, I, I'd rather just, just get back to almost a bit of normality in a way. Yeah, see your mates yeah, in the yeah, pub. And, yeah, miserable bastards. Come on, you want a big party? I think a lot of things will change um, possibly pre-match and all the rest of it as time goes on, you know, in terms of making it a better experience to use a buzzword that's always going on these days um but you know that that's for maybe next season i think this year it's just a matter of getting you you know you you bum back in the ground and 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 seeing familiar faces again i mean the meeting that we went to on saturday at the devere there was i don't know 400 people in the room or whatever and you know there's 400 people i haven't seen for a long time mm. You know, and it was good I mean, to shake a few hands. Look at, look at us in this room. When, when was the last time? I haven't seen Matt for about a year. Maybe mm. I've yeah, yeah, seen you at a protest, but that's been about it. Not yeah. seen anyone socially. Uh, uh, and yeah. this comes back to the fact that, you know, you just do other things. We've all got, you know, wives, girlfriends, families. We all live whatever. in disparate areas of the foul yeah, coast yeah, exactly. as well, so it's hard to... Yeah, we're no 45 reason. minutes apart from each other in a way. Mm. So it's not easy just to rock up or whatever. But we know where we are at 3 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon or mm. 7.45 on a Tuesday or yeah. whatever, so... I mean, that's that's the thing that everything that we've lost over the last four years, isn't it? I mean, it's a big thing, really. Think about it. It's family, it's friends, it's people getting together, and it's it was your, your social calendar almost. Yeah, it was your yeah. It's like your church on a Saturday, you know, going mm. to the football, mm. and you, you, some people you only see them through football, um, and so you only see them at protests once every six, eight, twelve months or whatever, and you do lose that that side of things. So. That's why I think on the South End game, it's just, you know, go and, go and enjoy yourself with your mates and, and catch up again. I'm so glad we don't have to do any more protests. They were, they were really kind of tiresome towards the end, I found. I, I think the problem was, I think everyone knew that it wasn't... Our protest, as much as they, they had an effect, obviously, but the, the, the real action was obviously in, you know, 
courtrooms and mm. yeah. all that sort I mean, of stuff. I mean, you come up with all this pent-up aggression and fury and you can't vent anywhere, no, can you? No, and I think, you know, when you stood outside the West and for the first few, they were there at the windows and, you know, and then after that they weren't even there and you kind of... Just everyone, shouting at a building. You get to the ground and it's like, let's go for a pint. Yeah. You know, anyone fancy a pint? Because it's like, <laughs> we've done our bit. What was, right, what was your favourite protest? <laughs> I know what mine was. I've got it in my head. Go on. Do you want me to go? Um, it was the the one at the end of the season when we played Charlton, when uh, a bed of the Charlton owner and uh, Carl Easton dressed with his oh, shotgun got set on, on a bed, and they both got set on fire. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a Chinese, like Chinese Buddhist monks, weren't it? Like, yeah, that was brilliant. I like the. Um, I don't know. I don't know which which one it was, but it set off from outside the Blue Room or whatever it's called these days, Stanley. Oh, the march, Stand yeah, yeah, and that went through I the missed, town. Yeah, I missed front. that one. Yeah, that was a good. And one. that was good because it was, it was just the oh, numbers yeah. and the weather was actually good. Um, I just cut halfway through that, and it, it was it was the fact that you know people were sort of literally standing and staring and thinking, "What the hell's going on here?" And there's yeah. you know two yeah. or three thousand people walking through the town centre and on the prom and all the rest of it. So, you know, as far as, far as my favourite protest goes, <laughs> <laughs> then that's it. Yeah. Thanks. Do you remember the? Do you remember you, Matt, on the first one on the coffee bar? I think it was the first one, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Remember yeah. you saying I've, I'm fulfilling a life goal here uh, in that taking part in a pro, in a protest yeah. march in yeah. the life. Well, this is it because you know of our you know you know I know we're not spring chickens, quite frankly, but our generation weren't part of Toxteth or uh, or any sort of no. you know miners or anything like that. So we missed that sort of think, generation of stuff. But. I mean, the way, when you said that, it was probably in a jokey manner, as if like, yeah, it'll be this will be the first and only one. Who knew? Who knew how long it'd all uh, drag on for? Yeah, you know. Yeah. But it, you know, it goes back to you know sticking together and you know the common goal and all that sort of carry on, doesn't it? And, yeah. Uh, so got there in the end. The South End game. Where are you going to sit? I think. Um, Andy Grice is sorting a load of tickets out and we're all there's a block of about 200 been or going to be bought uh, I think we're in the south I think because there was talk of the north but I don't think the who's we just all my mates 200 <laughs> <laughs> like, that, I'm glad to say that includes me as well because yes. we've been in touch I've been in touch well yeah I think no, no one told me there. about this well, it's on a need-to-know basis, John. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You're not here, anyway. Where's that mute button? You're on holiday. You're not going to start like a, um, that, that crappy corner at Crystal Palace. Someone said that on the message board, didn't they? Let's have a singer's corner. I thought, oh, you know, I don't, I don't mind, actually. I don't, I don't mind that as long as it's not like, you know, songs of praise or anything. But yeah. I, I, I think there has to be a, you know, just... It's you organic at Bloomfield yeah. Road anyway, I, I isn't think it? there's going to be don't a need cracking it. atmosphere anyway, yeah. just people are... I think, people, know, I think even the West might sing. As long as they don't point. sing... Come on, let's sing, 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 sing, it though. It's got no power. It's got no... It is going to be a bit weird because I would imagine that for the first two, three, maybe four weeks, God knows... You're just going to have to sing the old songs because you can't relate to the players instantly. You don't even no. know what... There's the only one, on. number seven. <laughs> Go on, number eight down the wing or whatever. Oh, He's all right. He's the only player that we know, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be a bit weird. But um, So where, where are you going to sit then, Matt? Are you going to sit uh, Well, I'll, this, I'll be um, in, the, in the South. In the 200. The, the South's better. 200 club. It's better because you can get a drink under the South. Like the North was always a nightmare, wasn't it? 
Uh, yeah, used to. It was easier to walk in the west than it was yeah. to get served no, in yeah, the north, wasn't it? That, yeah. But there is a bit of a better concourse at the south. Uh, you know, hey, I mean, at the, at the moment, quite frankly, we haven't got a clue if there's anybody actually working in the club. Well, this is it. This is another one of the, <laughs> all know. of the things that need sorting yeah. out. But, yeah, you know, we used to have a bookies, didn't we? There and everywhere yeah, under yeah. the stands. That's yeah. probably fallen by the wayside. I would have yeah. thought. There's there's all this sort of stuff that might rock up with some bo- rock up with some bottles and cans like yeah. like. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But bottles and cans, yeah. Jerry. Yeah. That's all we need. <laughs> bottles and cans. <laughs> Sunshine indoors. <laughs> I mean, the fact the fact that they turned the Seasiders bar into the club shop and the hope of renting out the main club shop to Tesco's or whatever, it just begs <clears> belief, doesn't it? Yeah, and again, it's another another one of the things that needs sorting out, you know, so... Um, well, there's a, there's a whole. List. I mean, crack the list. That, it must be the, like, the length of a bloody bog roll. Well, and out, wasn't it? I think the biggest thing, obviously, as well, is they've got to look at all of the finances and understand what's going on there. For when you're talking to prospective buyers and they're saying, "Well, mm. all these loans that are out there, are they coming back?" And if they're not coming back, you'd, you'd be thinking, "Well, that's knocked off the value of the club." That's got to be a priority as well to un- un- untangle all of that and understand mm. what's going on and with he's it. Certainly got his work cut out, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, going back to the game, um, what we're going to be doing before the match? What does that mean? Oh, you, well, you said like you going covered to the already about yeah, just going yeah. to the pub. So, yeah. how will you feel, Nick, walking through the uh, turnstiles and seeing the pitch? Emotional, I think. Mm. Um, yeah, I think a lot of the the old feelings will, will come flooding back, and uh, I'll probably have a, a tear in my eye. <laughs> Such a romantic, isn't it? Uh, Matt, how are you? Pissed. Yeah, I'll probably. In fact, I'll be ten minutes late because we'll still be at the pub. Miss two we'll, goals. We'll be two 0 down. Everybody knows you see that when we sat in the centre of the west and you turn up late and you'd leave early at half time. You're like, you turn up late, you go early, you come back from half time late, and then you leave early. Now why are you bother? <laughs> Every week, it's off. Oh, uh, Matt, so same question to you. Um, well, I'm sort of doing the same in a way. I mean, well, I'm sort of looking forward to obviously just going in and feeling that, I don't know, vibe again, I guess, really. You know, I'm seeing a, a bit of live entertainment that isn't evolving around a, a bloody park or something yeah. like I that, you know. it's uh, It'll be a surreal moment. I it think. will be, yeah. It will be. And But like I say, for me, it's the fact that um, it'll be just seeing familiar faces again, getting to see everybody, having the common sort of, you know, re- reason why we're there and all that sort of stuff, which, um, you know, is what took us to Bloomfield Road mm. 30 years ago. That's or the thing, it it, it'll probably feel a bit like when you you were a kid and you, yeah. it was all new, you if, know. If, if, if you can put yeah. the railings up and I can still <laughs> yeah. squeeze be through, yeah. my legs between them on the east paddock, I'll be amazed. <laughs> be very happy. So, um if you go back to where, where are you planning to sit for kind of full time, well, West West. Well, I suppose it just depends what's out. I mean, the yeah, North might be Tim uh, comes uh, up with a gold. Yeah, <laughs> no, safe standing area. Depends which um, corporate box Tim puts us in. I suppose. Doesn't yeah, it? the um, yeah, we'll be in the the uh, the podcast box. I don't yeah. know, maybe back to so, the West but, or just, well, just add what I'm le- it's a what nice I'm lead- choice to have. Yeah, what I'm it? leading to here is if you go into the West, how will it feel sitting around all those kind of people who've uh, been still going? Well, it's one of those in it, you know, there's there's two schools of thoughts. One's like, ban them for life. The other <laughs> is forgive and forget. And ultimately, you know, I think Tim covered this at the BST meet and 
we we have to all be united, you know, to move the football club forward. Mm. And the, the thing is, you could be sat next to someone who carried on going, and you wouldn't know unless they turn around and say something to you. They've got a mushroom badge. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you'd like to think that we, everybody just puts that uh, behind uh, them, and we've people made the choices. You know, we can look in the mirror, and you know, well, we I think we did the right thing. Other people think they did the right thing by mm. supporting the team. I, um, I used but to I just think we need to forgive and forget. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I used, gritted to, teeth. I, I used to sit in the north anyway. And then, well, we moved, we were in you the west initially. You sit with Ked, didn't you? And then we went in the north, yeah. Um, and to be honest, I, I sort of preferred the north from a, I don't know, a, a bit more atmosphere. A bit more edgy. But obviously you get the better view, quite frankly. And I'm sounding really old here, but you get the better view sat near the halfway line, yeah, which is do. obvious enough. <clears throat> but I, I, I do prefer, you know, being in the the mix, as it were, with mm. things, it's you know, it's a bit more passion, a bit more sort of um, you know, old school like that. Really. So whether it's the north or the south of me, I think that's that's probably where I'll end up. Yeah. Who knows? We might get a safe standing area. Um, tell you what, that's, that's, I've put that on my list. I was, list here. I was watching. I tweet. I retweeted something tonight. And by the way, because of tonight and everything, it's the first time I've been on Twitter for four and a half years as Is well. Really? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I retweeted something that an Everton fan had been to the Dortmund ground and basically shown how this works and you know just promoting it generally you know it's, it, it is the it's literally the safest best thing um and it would just be ace to have like you know instead of the yellow wall at Dortmund you know, the, the tangerine wall at Bloomfield Road or something because you can get more people in and you can make it more affordable and I'm dreaming a bit here but if you can get 10 quid ahead but you can get twice as many people in on a that whole North Stand is all standing. They, they could. Unbelievable. Do you, do you remember when they were the safe, safe standing road show came to town? Yeah, I do. Know? Yeah, and John Darcy we, we went, Bristol. We? Yeah. Um, we, we went on that little, de- yeah. little demo set up he had. And um, I'll never forget this. Carl said, it will never happen as long as we're involved in this football club. And I remember thinking, what a dickish thing to say. Well, and said, it's so he good. Said, he said, yeah, said lots of well, yeah. yeah, I was reading, uh, listening to his talk sport interview the other day. Oh, yeah. Think, I had, yeah. Well, that's come back to haunt you, hasn't it? So. Yeah. Oh, God. The fact that Tim's on the board now, mm. and that must, well, I mean, talk about perfect irony. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the East, I think if the East goes, that's rebuild that as a, as a standing well, area. The thing is, it's these sort of things, these decisions ultimately, that you feel that you'll have a part to play now. Yeah. You, you Rather than having some knobhead saying it'll well, never happen. Exactly. Either it'll never happen or this is the way we're doing it. You would like to just think there'll be communications two-way now. And whether it be, you know, from the price of a pint, a pint or whatever, to anything like that, the mm. cost of a, a season ticket, so on and so forth, you just hope that there's a bit more understanding and appreciation of what fans want, need and, mm. uh, and want to hear and get involved in, really, so... I'll say clean slate all around. Yeah, so right, we've got about five minutes left, so let's start wrapping things up. Um, there was the BST meeting at the Village Hotel, um, review of what's said I've put. Um, has anyone got any thoughts on or key takeaways from that? I think it's all out there, really, yeah. you know, because that covered it well, and um, obviously BST themselves had a, uh, a video out there that's in a couple of segments, so if anybody needs to watch it and hasn't done, then I suspect that if you've just gone to BST YouTube Meeting from last week yeah, or whatever. Okay. I'm sure it's on, it it's on YouTube somewhere. <laughs> Funnily, it's on like some woman's craft channel or something. <laughs> it's not like an official BST. Is that is that the lady or knocking or out those black pillar back scarves really quickly? <laughs> 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 Need to get one of them. Um, right, so I think we'll, so. We wrap up there. Um, finally, final thing. Matt, the you said this was your idea. You were taking the credit for this. Um, <laughs> okay. 
PST were asking for volunteers to help the club, um, you can email to deputychair at blackpoolsportstrust.com um, if you're able to assist. So I've I've uh, emailed and I said, yeah, I'll be happy to do anything really, like gardening or anything outside, any sort of techie stuff. Like well, that's it. I mean, you, you look at the promotions. state of the ground again and it's another thing that's just been mm. left to, to go to rack and ruin. Yeah. So, I mean, we see all the was away fans that were tweeting pictures of bird shit on seats and just general disrepair and mm. stuff. And like, is it, you know, it's no, it's no pride or anything. It's like whatever street we all live on, there's always the shit house in the or well, I say always depends where you live, obviously. But there is generally a, a grotty house, and and this is how the Oceans have obviously looked at it, like just the barest minimal effort at the football club mm. all round. And you know, so when I got, you know, they were asking for various ideas, and you know, I just, I just had a vision of like. Um, sort of like Nick Knowles and the DIY SOS crew <laughs> turning tangerine up. turning up and I just thought it would just be a you know a, a nice idea to get everyone yeah. straight away involved in something yeah, because we all idea. feel passionate about it and I just yeah. thought you know even if I just take a yard brush down or like yourself John you can you know I don't know knock up the bloody website into a better yeah. state or whatever the case may be and Nick chooses which real ale goes on <laughs> <laughs> I'll just test it. I'm not sure. I need which, another. Which reminds me, Trev's asked me to uh, put through to Tim if he could get some proper premium lager on. So yeah, that's strong the first continental one on the lager. That's yeah. one of yours. Well, Bellicon owns a brewery, doesn't he? Well, well uh, that's it, doesn't he? Not? Yeah, exactly. So that there's, you know, but it's that sort of stuff that, you know, you just want to get involved in it now. And, you know, the community word has been used quite a lot, especially by BST over the last five, six years or whatever. Well, this is a real opportunity mm. now to be a bit more hands-on. There was, there was one thing that struck me when in the back of the... If you go right to the back of South Stand, I think there used to be another row of seats, like right, right, right at the back. And they've been ripped out, I think, for some sort of safety reason. And they've just left like six-inch bolts just sticking up like all the way across the top of the stand. And I remember seeing little kids playing a game of, you know, like running up and down on the concrete. Running away from Owen. Caught. On that note... <laughs> That was Matt. <laughs> I'm getting the word. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I think I'll, I think I'll oh press that button now to see if I, uh, we're, we're wrapping up. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, anyway, bolts. <laughs> bolts. Yeah, sort the bolts out. Just shut that door on it. Right, um, he's pulling his headphones off. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll wrap up there. Um, how did we used to end these things? Just by saying to We used to say... Uh, I just up say, the I, pool. I quite enjoyed that. You know, it was, yeah. like, it was like the last few years. Of, yeah. A bit of therapy again, wasn't it? That's what we tend to. Cathar. What's yeah, that word? Say, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. So, what did downloading. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Up the pool. And uh, Oyston's out. Thanks. Thanks for coming, Nick. My pleasure. Thanks for Matt. Yeah, you're welcome, mate. And no finally, problem. one, two, three. Up, up the, the pool. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.